0: CBS presents this program in color. Autobots, roll out. End of line. This sounds
1: pretty heavy. Wait, well, it has nothing to do with it.
0: I am the Night Industries 2000. That are alive, you are coming with me.
1: Hasta la vista, baby. I'm Batman. We would be honored if you would
0: join us. Welcome to episode 50 of Vintage Geeks, where we are saving the multiverse one podcast at a time. I'm David. And I'm Joe. And we are dunkless tonight. Uh, Kim is not feeling well, so he bowed out tonight. Um, so hope he's feeling better. Well, he'll definitely be on next time we record. But yeah, the, we have all been super busy. And I'm sure a lot of it is just fucking being super tired and having shit catch up to him. He's been like, he got he's kind of doing two jobs at this point. Oh, his, who obviously.
1: isn't, David?
0: Yeah, I know. Come yeah, on. We all. Lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, he's been super quiet. I mean, I think we all have been kind of super quiet. It's just been fucking crazy busy, and i fucking been watching a ton of shit and haven't really been... I've just been letting news pile up, and holy shit, has there been news? But, um... Before we get into all this shit, I actually wanted to, I a question popped into my mind and I kind of wish Dunk was here because I I wanted to pose this question to both of you, but we'll get his opinion on it next time. Um but what is a show that you've started, never finished and always heard everyone rave about and yeah. you've never been tempted to go back or you've never like people just braved and you're just like okay and like haven't gone back but have you ever been tempted to go back to so like yeah for me it's been lost like i got into like season 3 maybe 4 of lost something like that and i just kind of fizzled out yeah and stopped watching it and everyone was like oh my god this season's really good and this it's really twisty and like Everything else, and everyone's like, you really should go back and finish it and watch it. And I've been tempted, but, like, something in me is just like, yeah, never really probably gonna go back and finish it.
1: Yeah, I I was, uh... I watched Lost from the get-go. It it, was such a strong first season. The the pilot was amazing. (laughs) The premise, the characters. I mean, it made stars out of Evangeline Lilly and... And, uh... A number of people on that show and but what a resounding thud at how it ended
0: yeah i i think that's the thing that kind of keeps me away is like everyone's like oh so we kind of knew it was purgatory that's what we thought and that's kind of what they said and it kind of ended with this meh kind of ending but like the people who love it absolutely love that show and are like oh my god you should finish it and it's so good like i said i got to season three and i did like it i thought it was super interesting and and good it just got to a point where it you know it was a shit we didn't have tivo at the time which was you know the one way you had to record it otherwise you had to watch it like as it aired um there weren't a lot of like repeat viewing kind of options you couldn't just fucking stream it the next day so unless you had like a TiVo at the time oh my god and we did not so we were at the mercy of catching it on you know on the day that it aired but I don't know man I it it just kind of fell off and was like nah, I'm never probably gonna go back and and watch it Yeah, and I also
1: and I also think it's it was one of those shows where I don't know that they ever had the actual ending in mind and they were making it up as they went because Mm -hmm. that's what it seemed like. That like, oh well fans have said this is you know, they're they're dead and this is just purgatory and so let's go with that. Right. And I was like, Are you kidding me? I mean it really Kind of takes the sales out of the whole enjoyment of the show, as good as it was in its heyday.
0: Yeah. What What's a show like that for you? Like oh, it's, you and
1: just... the fun. And here's the funny thing is for me, and this is, you know, for me being Italian, it's The Sopranos.
0: <laughs> you know, I actually so The Sopranos was going to be on my list because I'd watched probably the first. First season and a half, maybe two seasons, and then I fell off. And and I would catch an episode here or there. But during this like past summer when we ran out of things to watch, we started watching The Sopranos because I kind of wanted to finish it. So we started it, but all our other shows, all the couple shows that we watch started back up while we were got into like season three so uh-huh. unfortunately the sopranos are on hold again but it's a show that actually i am going to go back and finish and again i know what the ending is so i'm like i already know that the ending's going to be super disappointing for me yeah. Be- yeah because it's so unclear as to like what really happens even though like you kind of know that Someone goes in and kills Tony, you don't really know for sure. And you really, I think at the end of this series, you really want to know. Yeah, it's
1: just, it was just one of those. I think I've started the first episode twice and have not finished the first episode for whatever reason. I don't know if I'm not Mm -hmm. in the right headspace for knowing. How many seasons was it?
0: I want to say it was seven. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not sure. I know. So. It was weird because when I was rewatching it, a lot of stuff that happened, I was remembering it in different order. So I, it got to a point where at the end of uh, season two, I thought was kind of further down the road in the season. So I'm not entirely sure. I It might be seven. It might be five. I, okay. I don't remember, but it's something it's somewhere around there.
1: Yeah, and but you know, and before the Sopranos it was Game of Thrones. I was yeah. adamant that I was never gonna watch Game of Thrones and because of how everybody said, Oh, it's the greatest show you ever watch and this and that, and I'm like, okay. And I think I I think when we were doing the supercast I binged it over mm-hmm. like a Thanksgiving to Christmas time. And mm-hmm. that's a show that fucking blew me away. Uh especially the you know the, the earlier seasons when it was really in its prime. Yeah. Uh, again, another show that, I mean, I was okay with the ending, but it's, they really changed. Um, if you remember the, what is it? The guy it was like D.B. Weiss. Those guys, they were supposed to do something for star Wars. So it yeah, felt like they, they were, were they were supposed rushing
0: to do their own trilogy. Yeah. And like they rushed through the last, season and a half two seasons of game of thrones yeah and it really showed and then it ended up that they weren't even going to do anything with star wars and got a deal somewhere else that i'm like fuck you guys like i'm i'm glad you don't have the reins to star wars because you really fucked up game of thrones yeah because like i really hated the end of game of thrones like that still pisses me off where it's like fucking king timmy fucking rules the land i'm like are you fucking (laughs) kidding me seriously like come on that to me that is still one of the endings of a se- of a series that just pisses me off like if i were to like rank it like fucking breaking bad might be my favorite series finale of all oh, breaking
1: bad finale
0: is great it it <sighs> might be like that breaking bad is up there it's if it's not number 1 it's top 2 favorite shows of all time. Like I can't think of a bad episode. I can't think of a bad season. And like, it was such a great, perfect arc. And the ending was perfect. Like Walter White didn't get away with it and like got what he deserved because he was a fucking scumbag in the end. But like the journey that you went on was just fucking amazing. And the way they ended, it was brilliant. So that to me is like how you fucking end a series. Game of Thrones is a complete fucking opposite end of the spectrum where it's just like we started off so fucking strong and it was such a good series. And then those last few seasons was just like, let's fucking get through this and be done with it. And right. missed every point, completely changed character arcs out of fucking nowhere. Didn't make sense. Put the least fucking popular character in the whole fucking show as the most important character who doesn't even fucking do shit in the end. Like it was so mind bendingly fucking stupid that it is, it ruined that fucking series for me. Well, and also so,
1: if, also if, 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 you look at the, the, the prior seasons, you know, when people were traveling, I mean, this was like going on the whole season. And then in the, the last season, you know, the season and a half, like if they needed to get somewhere, they were there like instantly. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's just yeah. it, and, and again, it, that's how it, it just all felt rushed. Uh Plus, I don't think was that's that wasn't part of his book because he'd never finished it yet, has he? <laughs> so they were was this stuff no. they, that they, they yeah. made up,
0: I oh, guess. It So what happened was they. um, I forget the dude's name who wrote the books, but he fucking
1: George Martin or Martin or something.
0: Yeah, something like that. He hasn't finished the last book or like what I think he always said the next book. So I guess it's supposed to be the final book, but like never finished it. So he was supposedly a script supervisor on the last on how it was going to end and kind of told him what he thought was going to happen. And they fucking ran with it. And we're like, okay. And then he backed it before the season aired where he was like, yes, this is my vision of, of how the book would end too, and all this shit. And then when every, like, when three quarters of the fandom absolutely fucking rioted about how bad the ending was, he was like, yeah, not so much. They kind of went on their own thing. When I write the book, it's going to be all completely different. Like, fuck you, you douche fuck like you're gonna like ruin a completely great series and and say that you're backing it and then when it fucking bombs like fucking a nuke in hiroshima you're gonna be like oh fuck no i and that's not how my books are gonna end yeah that dude is never gonna finish those books never and you're fucking crazy if you think he, he that he will finish those books You're
1: crazy. He's got, he's got so much money. I mean, what's, what's his, what's really his incentive.
0: Right. Yeah. He's fucking done. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, so yeah, I just kind of thought, I thought that'd be an interesting little way to open the show. Kind of something that was on my mind and, and shit um, that I've been wanting to ask you guys, but um, I think we're going to do trailers because I think the news is going to go right into the stuff we watched. Um, Have you, did you see the trailer for Cowboy Bebop?
1: Yes, I watched that yesterday.
0: Okay. I don't know Cowboy Bebop. I know it's an anime. I've seen it. I've heard of it. It looks stylistically cool. I like, I will totally watch this, but like, what the fuck's it about? (laughs) Yeah. It's like fucking space. Hi jinks, fucking smugglers, fucking assassins, kind of thing. Like whatever, I'm all about it. Like I'm like, fucking cool. It looks interesting. It, aesthetically, it looks beautiful. Like I'm just like, oh my god, they they really. You can tell they used the money wisely for the effects and everything. Yes. So I'm like, oh, it looks beautiful. I'll totally buy into it and like, it looks entertaining, but. I had absolutely nothing. This is where we're sorely l- l- lacking with Dunk because Dunk would be like, "Oh, I know all about Cowboy Bebop." And Warner's like, eh. okay. Sure. Was it was it
1: just was it uh, was it just a, a, like an anime, like a cartoon or was it a
0: comic I, book too?" I think it was an anime cartoon only, but I possibly might have become books at some point too i'm not entirely sure but i do remember like i remember it being on i want to say cartoon network or something like i remember it being somewhere so i know it was an anime that was out for a long time but i never ended up watching it yeah
1: but yeah i was watching it i'm like oh this looks all interesting but i'm like what is it about i have no idea
0: I was completely lost, but yeah, I, I I I think for the fans of the, from what I've seen, people who have enjoyed Cowboy Bebop says it looks great. So I'll take their word for it. I'll fucking watch it because why fucking not? I, yeah, I, you know,
1: shit. Um, and that's that's no, that's in a uh, like three weeks, November nineteenth.
0: Yeah, dude, we got a lot of shit coming out. So we got no, turtles next week, and yeah, fucking craziness. Um, let's go with Lightyear next because I found this trailer. Like, I I saw it blow up. Everyone was like, "Oh my god, this trailer looks amazing!" I'm sold. I'm I bought in. I'm this. I'm that. And I'm like, I I, I like, Tor- like when Toy Story came out, I liked it. I I think. It's an interesting premise for the character. I I like them doing a movie, but I wasn't like clamoring for it. So I didn't run out and watch the trailer. I actually watched it for the first time today, this morning, while I was like kind of getting ready. And for starring someone as big as Chris Evans, how the fuck... Do you not get a single line of dialogue? Dude,
1: Dude, you must have fucking, my notes because that's the exact, almost verbatim when I said, I'm like, it was, it, this was a huge, so it was a huge story. Yeah. It was a huge story about this. And then you watch the trailer. It's like, wait a minute. Do they are, do they not want us to hear his voice because of why?
0: Right. Yeah. It was really strange because like there was one moment where there was like a grunt. And you could tell it was like Chris Evans. I'm like, did they have they not recorded the dialogue yet? Like, they seem to have a fuck ton of animation. Like, and, and what's the re- and why? what's the
1: reason for not having Tim Allen voice? I mean, it's it's an iconic voice, right? Really?
0: Yeah, it didn't make any sense to me that there because when they were like Chris Evans is doing Buzz Lightyear, I'm like, wait, what? What? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're using tim allen's face it's not like you have to worry about you know you're you're using his voice every buzz light year should sound the same it shouldn't didn't make any sense but to be honest love chris evans so i and it looked good it looked interesting like it made me feel like that first time watching Toy Story. So
1: so is it is it the story of of how they based the toy in the Toy Story movies or is this like new type be- of story that they want to just like
0: No, I believe it's it's based on the backstory of Buzz Lightyear. So okay. it's basically you know, this is uh, obviously Buzz is a toy, but this is this is the story that they're telling for Buzz, like, right? To make him relevant, like like the fucking GI Joe television show for selling characters, or like our next trailer, He Man, fucking a perfect example. Fucking, you have a all the toys that you would sell for He Man that come to life, but. He-Man's the story that you learn and is the backstory for these characters. Right. So, but, yeah, it looks fucking good, and I'm sold I'll totally watch it. But, like, I'm not going to run out to the theater to go watch it because it's voiced by Chris Evans. Like, once it's it's Disney+, Plus. I'll watch it. But, yeah, I liked it. You?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did. I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, so that leads us into the last one that I saw anyways, which was Masters of the Universe Revelations Part 2, which looks fucking incredible. I Like, again, the, I I dug the story, I dug the animation, I dug all of it. Well, it was a little up and down here and there, but for the most part, I'm ready to see the second part of this story and where it goes and what they're doing. I know that every, all the so-called fans are going to be pissed because tila then become like shows her becoming the next sorceress and all this shit so i have a feeling like as much as this story i i think people are gonna lose the fact sight of the fact that this is a masters of the universe story they, they're, a, David, they're already a, lost even, sight of that yeah it's, and not a He Man story. So I, that's what I'm worried about, but I'm I'm in for it. I think it looks beautiful and I, I loved it. So
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. The uh uh I, I again love the voices, love the animation. Uh I the really good trailer. That's again November twenty third. We've got a lot of good stuff coming out in the next two months on Netflix, so Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um so we're going to unless it, have you seen any other trailers Yeah, that, I
1: mean just a couple. Did you see the Uncharted trailer with Tom Holland and
0: No, I I'm not interested. Like I've played the games, but I'm not like I'm not like oh yay, it to me it's Indiana Jones kind of semi updated. So I'm yeah, not Yeah, they yeah, they did, I
1: mean they did have a couple of scenes that were straight from the video games. Um so I mean that was interesting. I don't I don't know how good that's going to be, but I, I watched that trailer, uh, The Witcher season two trailer. Oh uh, shit! Yeah. I didn't
0: know that was out.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, I yesterday is when I is when I said saw it was released. Uh, I just happened to oh. be looking through other trailers, and this this season two trailer looks really good. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to do a quick rewatch of season one, but. It's got, it's, it, it's got, looks like it's got some good action, some good creatures. It was funny. I think, I think this is going to top season one. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Season one was really good. And, And I, again, like, I think when I talked to you, you had watched it and you were like, just remember, it's kind of this fucked up order. Like there is kind of a way, yes. like yeah, shit happens really strangely. Very so.
1: confused, yeah. Confusing yeah. where it jumps. It's what's the future? What's the past? Yeah. Uh, and w- but once, but once you figure it out, once it clicks, then it's good.
0: Yeah. Then then you're I, in good shape yep absolutely uh, but
1: watch that one and did you see the uh the being the ricardos the lucille ball one with no Nicole Kidman? i
0: i actually saw the trailer for that on youtube but i didn't end up watching it because i'm like again that's probably one i'll end up watching but it's not fucking super high on my list where i'm like ooh, i gotta i gotta check that shit out like to me yeah. it was i'll once i see it on some street streaming service or whatever i'll watch it but I'm not, yeah, it looks
1: like, like so. It looks like it's going to be in theaters for two weeks, and then on Amazon at the end of December at some point. Oh, nice! nice. And uh, so I don't. I don't know. I, I'm really going to have to hear her talk sentences. And who is who's playing Lucy? Uh, Nicole Kidman. Hmm,
0: that's an interesting choice. Yes, I that's know, it is. I, I don't know if I like that choice. Like, I like Nicole Kidman as an actress, and I think she can meld into a lot of shit. But Lucille, you have to kind of be—you have to be real funny to be able to pull that off. Like, I get she there's—they're probably not focusing on her being a comedian.
1: No, they're not. You, you can tell there. You could tell that if you watch the trailer, it's uh, it's about. I think it's more about the behind the scenes stuff. So she's yeah. not the zany character and and you know But
0: I think you still need to have that because like Oh you have I to like I and I don't know that Nicole can bring it. Like I don't think she has that deep down sense of humor about her. Like I'm sure she's funny and she's nice and everything, but there there's kinda of, like I remember see Lucille Ball before she got old like you would see yes. her on shit and she's she like even if shit was going on she seemed kind of bubbly and a little bit happy and the older she got she definitely became that you're like you don't fuck with kind of chick where she was just
1: this the smoking and drinking yeah yeah
0: like the, the the life of comedy had taken its fucking toll on Lucy as she got older, unfortunately. But yeah, I, I, I'm a little, I'm interested in seeing what happens, but I, it's kind of like Tom Hanks doing Fred Rogers, which I actually ended up watching. Won't you be my neighbor this week again. Okay. And there's something about playing these characters that the the thing that bothered me about Tom Hanks portrayal about Fred Rogers is when you watch Won't You Be My Neighbor and you see Fred Rogers and the way he acts with people, and then the way Tom Hanks and the way that movie portrayed. Fred Rogers where he would speak to an adult. Like he was speaking to a child to me. Did not make sense? Because if you watch hit, like if you watch Fred Rogers in the Senate, trying to get funding for PBS, he's not talking to whatever Senator like a child. He's talking to him like an adult trying explaining something in the most simplest terms and for the most purest reason. And Tom Hanks portrayal of Fred Rogers was more of this. He just talks to everybody like a child. And that kind of bothered me. I still think it was a good movie, but I think that portrayal. So I, that's what I'm worried about with this Ricardo's is that, is Nicole Kidman just going to pull off just serious Lucy and not really find that inner yeah. Lucy. Thinner? Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I hear you. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough, you know, such an iconic role with an iconic voice and iconic look and everything. So.
0: yeah. All right. Uh, so that's it for trailers. Uh, we will be moving on to news and I've got to start the news with a super sad story um talking about shows that we watched and loved one of the shows and actually speaking of Tom Hanks and yeah. and shows um one of the shows that I absolutely loved as a kid was Bosom Buddies <laughs> from the Billy Joel fucking theme song to everything about it like I thought it was one of the funniest fucking shows and Actually in that show I actually thought Peter Scolari was funnier than Tom Hanks. I always thought Peter Scolari was going to be the big breakout actor. Obviously someone else was wrong. But um unfortunately uh Peter passed this past week. Um I think I think it was cancer. Yeah, I, it was. Also, but, yeah. Um, but that was devastating cuz not only like not only did I watch him on bosom buddies but i watched him when he went over to new heart and the the new new heart show because i watched the fucking old new heart show too god damn it there were two new heart shows and i watched them both but peter score went from bosom buddies to the new art show and then after that he did shit here and there but he was mostly like a theater actor after that um maintained a beautiful friendship with tom hanks Throughout the years, so uh, it was super sad when I heard he passed, and that was that was pretty crushing.
1: Yeah, it's uh, sixty six, man. Yeah, but yeah, Bosom and Buddies was a classic. It was a classic show, I, and it's another one of those shows that was only on two seasons. But yeah. it it was it was <laughs> for for the era that it was in. It was so freaking. Fun. I mean, oh my god. I, I'm just looking at pictures, and it's just ridiculous
0: how they looked. It's just, uh, the, it, and and to think that they were like pulling it off too, like they walked through there dressed and looking the way they look, and no one thinks twice that these two are men. But whatever. Yeah. I, yeah, oh my god, oh, yeah, oh I, god. I, I fucking love that show, and I like. When it's out, I'm pretty fucking young. Like I think this came out what? Like super early. 80s. 80
1: 81. We were like Yeah, yeah. so I was yeah, six. I was 12.
0: Yeah, I was Yeah. I was 6 years old and I fucking loved this show. Like it, it it hit the right spot, so yeah. Rest in peace, Peter. That that was brutal. Um but speaking of people dying, Fucking Alec Baldwin just fucking added to his street cred. That motherfucker needs to get that little black teardrop tattooed on his eye now. Oh, Jesus,
1: David. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. Uh,
0: yeah. The, the, I, and I like Alec Baldwin. I'm not going to bust this guy's balls. But the guy who is so vehemently like anti-gun and everything ends up... Getting a loaded gun from uh, live a round, fucking, uh, with a live round from a prop master, and fucking twenty four
1: year sh- old prop master.
0: Yeah, and ends up shooting a motherfucker and killing someone like fucking Brandon Lee on on the set of The Crow. I, so. I, I
1: don't. So God, this, you know, and I'm, I'm not. I am not an Alec Baldwin fan, um, but. What what I don't understand is in this day and age of of they they CGI blood you know you're Walking Dead mm-hmm. they CGI stabbing people through the head and and all that blood splatter CGI and John Wick there's there's zero reason to have uh, to fire blanks which can still kill someone mm-hmm. or and, and, or to have live round but but ev- so even. Even besides that okay and i'm I'm a gun owner okay mm-hmm. th- th- there's there's a few rules that are hard and fast of any serious gun owner okay is number one is you never ever point the the weapon uh, at someone unless you aim to destroy them to, to protect yep. your life okay and Number two, you always treat a weapon as if it's live and loaded. Like literally, I'm telling you, and I think I've told you this before. It, uh, with my son here, and you know, when he was showing me his gun or whatever, he you know he would rack it, rack it, rack it, make sure it's clear. Give it to me, you know, pop the magazine out, rack it, rack it, rack it, and then. But and even when I saw him do that, when you hand it to me, the first thing you do is the same thing. Yeah, you know, rack it, rack, you know, make sure. So you know, so. Even if you were gonna have, even if he had blanks, okay, the if you're gonna if you're gonna to to point it for a scene or something, there should be no one in front of you. I I don't, I just I don't understand. It's such a it's so tragic. I mean I, it's mm. and he's an executive producer, so he's gonna be on the hook one way or another, which he should be.
0: He's he's fucked. Yeah, now like honestly like. First off, you should never allow someone to take a prop gun and be like, fuck it, let's go take live rounds and fucking shoot shit. Yes. For target practice, like, while we're recording with these fucking guns. Like, that's fucking stupid as shit. But then, like, so I, I'll i give give Alec. The benefit of the doubt being that he may not be a gun owner and he's retarded about weaponry. If someone hands you a gun on a set and says cold gun and it's a prop master, the fucking not even the prop master, but the weapons master, the person who's supposed to be handling and knowing what this shit does and they say it's cold. Should be able to trust them, but then again, you, yeah, you don't. You, you, but, when, when
1: the when the again when a gun changes hands to someone, right. it's now your or responsibility. This, you're I don't talking
0: care about someone who's probably never really owned a gun or knows anything about guns. Has always been. A movie actor with a gun and, who doesn't and I get,
1: give a and, and, and you've heard the thing. They, they, there's, there were some issues on this set. There were some union issues of people walking off because of, of some safety issues. There was issues with this prop master, this lady f- uh, from a previous one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just it's a totally preventable tragedy. And, and, and again, for him, he's got to when he closes his eyes. He's going to be thinking for the rest of his life where he literally shot someone to death. And that's yeah. that, that, I don't wish that on anybody. You know? Yeah. It's yeah, just, no shit. it's just, it's totally, it's just awful. It's just awful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh. yeah. Crazy fucking world we're living in these days. Crazy. So crazy that fucking Hayden Christensen is. Now, not only going to be in the Obi-Wan series, which makes sense, but is also going to be in the Ahsoka Tana series for Disney+, Plus, which makes sense, but it, it, it took a while. But, like, once I realized that he's going to be in there as a force ghost, that is fucking cool. And, like, the fact that he'll be able to have talks with Ahsoka as... Anakin and as, um, as her as and, um, you know
1: as yeah she was his former I Padawan. can't
0: fucking wait I cannot fucking wait that that is gonna mm, that was like when I first heard it, I'm like oh that's kind of strange but like I think I heard Mark Bernard bring that up uh, on Fat Man Beyond and I was like oh that's fucking smart yeah, oh my god I,
1: I think this and I think it's cool as it's an opportunity to somewhat redeem the character. Mm-hmm. from some of the other portrayals that he had to do and you know in episode you know two and three mm-hmm. with that yeah. and to to maybe just leave that character on a kind of a different note and yep. uh oh man i i oh man i can't wait yeah i mean even 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 my 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 one son who doesn't really pay attention to this stuff he's like did you hear hayden Christensen's gonna be <laughs> I'm like yeah. so that's big news dude
0: yeah, that is big news. I was pretty shocked. Um, speaking of people showing up in fucking movies and shows, uh, Brendan Fraser Fraser got cast as Firefly in the Batgirl movie or series. Is that a series on HBO? No, it's going
1: to be. No, it's going to be. a. I think it's going to be a
0: movie on HBO Max. Okay, a movie on HBO Max. Yeah. So apparently like. This this resurgence for Brendan is fucking really working for in, in his favor. Like it's kind of See nice.
1: sometimes nice guys finish first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I like I had started seeing all this stuff about like I guess I had heard early on in his career he was a little bit weird and didn't really know how to handle shit very well. But he seems to have come around and become one of the nicer people in all of Hollywood and uh so it's it's nice to see him get some recognition plus I love him as robot man on doom patrol even though I haven't started the season yet I will I'll get there but um yeah yeah I I'm really looking forward to to that movie
1: well, and the other thing that's interesting, and I told you before the show that, that the other story related to Batgirl was the story that Batgirl is rumored to replace Harley Quinn in the mm-hmm. Birds of Prey sequel. So I'm assuming the same actress, which would be cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that would be that'd be nice. Um, and I think it actually makes sense to replace Harley with Batgirl in. A movie like Birds of Prey. Like, she didn't. She doesn't really make sense for the Birds of Prey. Like, maybe as a villain to go up against, but not as whatever they're trying to make Harley be in the DCEU.
1: Well, they're just trying to do, like, with just like they do with Batman in the animated stuff. Just throw Gosh. Harley and throw Batman yeah. at everything because they're popular. Yeah.
0: So. Well. Staying in uh in DC, seeing as how we're there. Uh, Michael B. Jordan fucking is moving ahead with his Valzad, which I think is also going to be on HBO Max. Yes. Um, and it's it's definitely going to be Valzad. There's it, it's all systems go. So we're getting basically another Kryptonian show.
1: Well, the only thing that concerns me when I was reading that is it's going to be penned by the writers from Transformers Rise of the Beasts, which just finished oh, no. shooting.
0: No, that's not okay.
1: Well, we'll see because, you know, that Rise of the Beasts is all G1 Transformers, so at least we're going to get the look that we want. We'll see if we get the story and everything else, too.
0: Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> I suppose. Um, okay, so, uh, we'll move on from one studio to another, go to Sony, Sony adds two movie dates for 2023 in addition to Craven dropping. So what they have Morbius coming out, which is
1: Morbius is in the can. It's just been pushed back. So I don't know. So that's
0: 2022, right? That's gotta be. Yeah. It's gotta be
1: 2022.
0: Okay. So, could it? Do you think they'd be? That's two years.
1: Yeah, and 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 again, Sony Spider Man properties. So, uh, you know, what Mm -hmm. what else would they would they throw on there? Do they? Do they have
0: another Venom movie?
1: Oh, they'll definitely do another Venom. That could be it. But
0: that soon. That, like I mean, two
1: years? Two years?
0: Yeah, I guess so. You know, if they, if
1: they did the if they did the October one, yeah. which kind of coincides with when you know Venom came out, right? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that would make sense.
1: That's interesting. But I'm trying to think, like, what other thing are they going to. Is it going to be anything? Is it going to be another villain, like, related to what happens with Spider Man, you know, like the, with Sinister Six type stuff? I know they've talked about doing a movie about that. But really, it's so hard to
0: do a villain-centric yeah. movie.
1: How, how, how do you do a Sinister Six movie without Spider Man? So it's just. Right. Um, unless, unless they do some type of. Some type of villain origin story?
0: Huh. Yeah, I'm really trying to think of what they would do, like. Because.
1: I mean, do they do do they do something like Spider-Man related, like like
0: Black Cat? I that's what I was starting to think because they were going to do that Silver Sable Black Cat movie. Oh yeah, I that's wonder, right. I wonder if that might be it.
1: Yeah, I forgot or about that. they
0: shelved <laughs> that. Yeah, because that—that's oh, yeah. been out for fucking, or that hasn't been talked about in like fucking a year or more at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I can't think of anything else. Like, unless you're doing. another anti-hero in the Spider-Man universe that I'm just not thinking of.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean again, Kraven is is a great character to do if they do it right. Um and then, you know, who, you know, who else has a real strong relationship to Spider-Man is Black Cat. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else, and nothing else would be like a sequel to anything because they haven't I mean, they haven't done anything besides um spider-man and now venom seemingly being in the mcu related right. so um mm-hmm. so yeah but they're it's the so- s-u-m-c the sony universe of marvel characters
0: <laughs> it doesn't oh, roll Jesus. off the tongue <laughs> no it really fucking does not they need to stop that shit oh my god but remember, that's they awful.
1: changed it from it was like the Sony universe of Spider-Man characters, a spunk or something. It was who the
0: fuck whoever named it anything. All I've ever called it was like Spider-Man, like or Sony. Like it's not they don't need it. that's Don't try to be the MCU. Fucking stop. That's craziness. People or the DCEU or whatever. They like tried to force down people's throats that never took. Right. What the hell did they call themselves? What they were the DC cinematic universe or some shit like They
1: tried to do yeah. Something like that, and then people were like, We're not doing that. <laughs> There's some executives, there was some boardroom like we, we gotta get away from this DCEU.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um something Hulu's gonna be getting away from is why the last man? Fucking Ugh. And they wanted like six seasons. The season isn't even over, is it? And they're like, "Fucking, it's canceled. We're done." Yeah. Which, uh, like, okay, kill it before the momentum even builds. But I wasn't into that show. Like, I got into one, two, three, maybe Uh, episodes, and it just didn't grab me. It was like, meh. All right. So
1: I know. I know. And. If Duncan was here, he and we kind of talked about this last time, and I'm sure he could expand on this. But I, I think if they would have stayed with and followed the source material exactly or pretty close, uh, they probably would have had a different outcome. Because you know, I think they tried to change it to to relate to like today's times and all that. And mm-hmm. it's a fucking post apocalyptic. It, I mean, the whole, when you say why the last man, it, it I, apparently in the comics, he is the last man. There's, we're not thinking about anything else. So I don't know. Uh, and remember, I told you my problem with the show was like how, how <laughs> for something being ran by women, everything went to shit really quick, which is a, yeah. and, and, and he even says, um, Brian K. Vaughn says, you know, uh, he had, this was led by women at almost every corner of our, of the production. So if you're going to change the source material, like again in in six weeks, the the U.S. doesn't go to shit just because all the men die. Like women right. can drive trucks and women are engineers and women are executives and <laughs> women are right. pilots. It's like I, I didn't think that was a good look, but and apparently yeah. I was right. But it was just a bo- it was just a boring show. It was just bottom yeah, line, it, bottom line. I don't it, care what you do. I don't care what you do to property. It just make it interesting and engaging because one of the I'll talk about one of these new Apple TV Plus shows. I'm like, oh god, I thought Why the Last Man was slow and bad. Who
0: oh, oh, oh shit!
1: Oh man, nice. Okay, so, so
0: well, we'll get to that soon then. Fuck yeah, fuck, fuck this news because they're done, anyways. Um, yeah. real quick, Dune Part Two was announced for two years, which was great because Dune opened with. The subtitle of part one in the front of it when you started watching it Mm -hmm. so if they did not announce a part two this was a really fucking long endeavor for a fucking incomplete story so good on you hbo max why you didn't record it or film it one after another and put them out more closer together so that people don't like lose interest or fucking not care in two years when this comes up is beyond me. But hey, HBO, you do you Warner Brothers. You're fucking you're hitting on all cylinders all the time. So (laughs) fucking idiots. Swear to God. Um, Yeah, don't worry. They'll cancel us again. They'll they'll find something to pull us off of fucking assholes. Uh, Bill Murray let it kind of slip in a roundabout sort of way that he was going to be in an MCU film and kind of somehow let it slip that it was going to be in Ant-Man uh Quantumania. So Bill Murray's going to be in that who he's <laughs> playing fucking no idea. Uh it, I but hey I'm all for it. Actually I heard I think uh again credit to Mark Bernardin because we don't credit any of the news sources that we actually do get these stories from, um, I think he said that there's a possibility that he might be Scott's father, which would be kind of apropos. That might make sense.
1: Well, yeah, like, if you think about the, you think about Paul Rudd and his comedic, you know, mannerisms and things like that, that would make sense. Or he's some yeah. type of some type of crazy scientist. right doc brown type person
0: yeah yeah that that's what i was thinking too it's like yeah yeah he's either gonna be the dad or he's gonna be some random character because i can't think of an mcu character that bill would really sink into and he said it was for only that one movie so unless it's a character they're just gonna fucking kill off anyways but um so i Fucking Netflix is kind of all over the place. Fucking people are getting fired and walking out. And Dave Chappelle can't tell a joke without fucking everybody in the world fucking finding something to piss and moan about. Like, fucking honestly, people, it is a goddamn comedy show. If you don't agree with what he says... Don't fucking watch. (laughs) Don't fucking listen. Don't let it bother you. He is a comedian. Comedians are supposed to be edgy and everything else. Like, don't, don't try to cancel motherfuckers for something that you don't want taken away from you. If you want the ability to have the freedom of speech stop trying to take people's freedom of speech away from them because you're treading on a very dangerous slope. I get not agreeing with someone's what someone says. And I am fine with you bringing it up and saying, well, I felt, you know, like kind of attacked or personally a little offended. Fine. That's you're right. But, Don't try to get someone's livelihood taken away or try to say that people shouldn't listen to him because you're offended. He is a comedian. He tells jokes. And it's not that he went after just trans people. He went after everybody. If I was offended... By every comedian who made a white person joke. I wouldn't like any of my favorite comedians. I wouldn't like Eddie Murphy. I wouldn't like Richard Pryor. I wouldn't like Dave Chappelle. Fuck, I wouldn't like George Carlin and he's white himself. Yeah. So if I can take a joke about being ragged on by various other people without being offended because I know they're trying to make me laugh maybe grow some fucking thicker skin and stop your bullshit. Everybody needs to grow up a little bit and stop being so fucking personally hurt and attacked over every little thing. It's a little ridiculous people.
1: It's, and it's, it's just fueling the show and the people watching it. It's so it's, any, you know, what do they say? Any uh, publicity is good. There's never any bad publicity. Yeah. And uh, and and I think he I think he knew what was going to happen with it because it's happened on the last show and it happened yep. on the one before. So it's like, come on.
0: Yeah. Like honestly, like he's hit everybody. He's not sitting there. Like I get people. Jesus Christ, like. I, what why how did we become so fixated on making everybody be as vanilla as humanly possible? This is not where like what we had envisioned for the world. We didn't want everybody to be the same and have the same thoughts. We wanted to be challenged and find things amongst ourselves. Like it it doesn't make sense to shut people down for the sake of of disagreeing with them it's fucking stupid Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's just it's dumb um so everyone just calm the fuck down let comedians tell jokes let people have their say and if you're going to be offended fine be offended and voice say you know i didn't think it was that funny that's my personal opinion i was i didn't like it i think he attacked me but you know he has the right to say what he wants That should be it. Don't try to take the dude's livelihood or say, don't watch it. Like, let people make up their own mind. And if you don't fucking like it, don't watch it. Got it. Uh, Exactly. That brings me, that brings us to the shit that we watch. And I am, I want to start off by talking about a movie that I have been dying to fucking see all I had heard about was such wonderful performances by the two main actors in the, in the movie. And I was just like, okay. And thanks to Joe, who had, um, as a stars package, I got to watch it. Um, and I'd been looking for it forever streaming and just couldn't fucking find it. Uh, so, I put on Whiplash. And for as much praise as that movie got from everybody. Even all these sensitive people who are also offended by the shit Dave Chappelle said. I am shocked how much praise this movie got. Because J.K. Simmons goes off on tirades, insulting every fucking body. And saying shit that you think would get this movie completely canceled in every way, shape, or form. And this movie did nothing but get praised. Rightfully so. Oh my god. Powerhouse performances by J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. Like, just unbelievable. Absolutely stunning movie. It is easily a Jedi. Easily. Easily but the amount of praise that this movie got especially from everybody who was like who would the exact same people who are offended by Dave Chappelle's comedy show praised this movie and I will say had language far worse than anything Mm -hmm. Dave Chappelle said and that's coming from me who's not PC and has a fucking mouth on him but holy shit like damn the dude like J.K. Simmons goes on attacks calling out everybody like literally berates a student calling him a fag and like everything else where you're just like holy shit what the fuck is going on but unbelievable movie like where the, the journey it took you on was absolutely amazing From beginning until how it ended, because I didn't think it was going to end the way it did. And I was shocked. So, fucking total Jedi of a movie.
1: Yeah, I remember hearing about it. I'm looking at some of the things. I didn't realize it was a Blumhouse production. I didn't realize Melissa Benoist Supergirl was in it. So, uh, I just remember it. I remember hearing about it, him being this... um, Oh my gosh! I was trying to relate it to uh, like the you know like the great Santini. Remember that movie with uh, oh gosh Robert Duvall, where he's just he's a he's a he's a marine, and he just just totally berates his son like nobody's business.
0: Mm. So I don't think I ever saw it, but yeah. Oh. If you haven't seen if you haven't seen Whiplash, while you have stars, fucking check it out, dude. To, like seriously really 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 good really good flick and like bo- like it took me a second to realize that it was melissa benoist like not that she looked a ton different but like when i realized it was her i'm like oh it's supergirl and then i couldn't see her as anything else so <laughs> it yeah, was yeah. Like, Shit. yeah poor girl that, but that's cool yeah definitely get give it a watch um what have you watched that we probably have not watched together? Um,
1: so let's see, I coming off the squid game and some other people's recommendations. So I watched Alice in Borderland on Netflix, Yeah, which, which is, it's, you know, kind of a similar concept. Like these, these friends get transported or they're, they're now they're in Tokyo, but all of a sudden there's like no one there. And the entire city, different sections become game arenas, and you you know you don't you don't know who's doing these games and what you have to do and all kind of crazy things like that. Um, so I think there was like eight episodes. I actually didn't realize. I thought I had more episodes to watch, and I'm like, holy oh, shit, that was the <laughs> that was the end of season one. <laughs> um, so whereas, and, and this is. Uh, i like squid game a lot better but whereas squid game gives you all of that detail about what the game is who's putting it on why they're in it this one it's all a mystery so you don't right. know so you're getting these clues as you go and and if you don't participate things happen to you you know lasers come out of the sky and go right through your head like who's shooting these Holy lasers in sh- all kind of stuff um and, you know, the the one main character, he's a big video gamer. So he starts to see these games, you know, like the game master of how they craft these games and figuring out the out. You know what I mean? Right. So, um, but it's, it's, very, it's, it's, it's very good. Um, but it's not, it's not, it's... Whereas Squid Game's a Jedi, I would give this Alice in Borderland, I give it right right around a high Padawan. Okay. Definitely a good thing. Definitely a good good thing uh, to watch. Um, HBO Max had season 11 premiere of Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, with Larry David. And uh, I'm so looking forward to this. I love the show. It's, uh, you know, I'm a huge Seinfeld fan. And of course... You know he, him, and Jerry Seinfeld were the main writers of the show. George Costanza is based off the Larry David character, and uh, so this season they're getting into, you know, um, you know some of the COVID stuff, uh, COVID hoarding, um, you know that kind of stuff. And uh, like I said, it's uh, it's you you have to enjoy that type of humor, or else you'll say this show's terrible. So. If you don't like Seinfeld, if you don't like that kind of humor, you're probably not watching the show anyway. But HBO has basically given Larry David carte blanche to do as many seasons as he wants. So pretty good position to be in, you know?
0: Right? Damn. So, good for him.
1: Yeah. Um, Things that you haven't watched. Uh, me and my, the wife, we finished You Season 3 on Netflix. I don't know if mm-hmm. you guys have ever watched. Have you watched You? Nope. Or, um, Very... Uh, very interesting show It's uh like a Sociopath Serial killer type guy Who becomes Like enamored with various women And The things he does to either get them Or protect them or prevent people from, It's just, it's crazy And so if you can imagine I think season one The show was originally Not on Netflix, it was originally like on Lifetime I think And it was like, eh. It was like not really popular, but it had the Netflix effect when it went on Netflix. It became this phenomenon a couple years a couple years ago. So then they did season two, and then season three. It's just, it's just again, this thing just it just keeps turning the volume up. So very good show. Mm -hmm. I give it a high Padawan. Uh, It's again, it's one of those shows you have to, you just have to be comfortable with. I mean, there's just some really depraved things going on in these shows right um talking about shows that kind of like why the last man where it's just kind of there so this show invasion on apple tv plus and i'll give you the rundown it says earth is visited by an alien species that threatens humanity's existence okay we've heard that before Mm-hmm. the events unfold in real time through the eyes of five ordinary people across the globe as they struggle to make sense of the chaos unraveling around them I think I've watched four episodes and the most interesting thing so far is a storyline about a guy cheating on his wife and his wife finding out it's like where's the aliens <laughs> like I thought this show was what? about an alien. I- I'm telling you dude it- I mean it's like you're four episodes in, and you you have not found out literally anything about who the aliens are. What are they? Are they humanoid? Are, what's going on? It's literally like a soap opera about how this is affecting people. And I'm done. I'm I'm out. <laughs> I'm totally I'm totally out. It's
0: okay. <sighs> that works for me. I, I don't need to. I I would. I hadn't even heard about it and when you were like, oh, it's the most boring show. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's more boring than Why the Last Man, David.
0: Oh, fuck that then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got um, other and, shit to watch.
1: And then I think, you know, I think the other stuff, the movies that made us Dune, Titans, and Morning Show, we both seen.
0: So Yeah. All right. So I think the only things that I watched uh, that we haven't was I... Watch the next episode of The Problem with Jon Stewart. And then, which was, this one was, oh, fuck, what was it? It was. um
1: Yeah, so I haven't meant to, I haven't seen it. I've, I've meant to watch that.
0: Oh, shit. This one was basically how dictators ended up, like, like how um democracies got taken over by dictatorships okay and it was like i i've loved i love the first show which had to deal with um they were talking about uh fucking um over when they're overseas and stuff in the middle east when they were fighting in afghanistan they would have these burn pits which my brother-in-law told me about when he was over there um Everything that they take fucking jet fuel and burn everything. They burn yeah. fucking like Throw everything it, in there. You, it's just y- you name it. It's thrown in there. batteries, fucking electronics, fucking all this shit. That's super hazardous on top of like human feces and fucking just tons yeah. of nasty it's shit. Disgusting. And they just it's... burn it. And the fumes... And and all that toxicity goes, Just goes wherever right into the fucking camps. Yep. That these soldiers are staying at. And they've all like a lot of soldiers come back with fucking health problems because they're breathing in this toxic smoke and all this shit. So he was like that the first episode he was like talking of vets and 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 like trying to bring attention to these matters. And I I've always liked Jon Stewart. Um first off he's a stoner so
1: Hmm.
0: we combat like we're compatible on that but he's he's someone who even if he leans way left he doesn't take the stance of this is a partisan issue he takes the stance of this is an issue that affects human beings and Mm -hmm. why are why is our government not even why are Republicans or why are Democrats, is why is our government not paying attention? Because he did this with the 9-11 Commission, which I fucking love. Like, he got up and absolutely scolded every senator, saying the fact that you're not taking care of these first responders because you're afraid to pay them money or afraid to admit that the stuff that they did to save our you know, to run into these buildings and everything yeah. and fucking now are having problems and you're gonna sit there and deny them even basic fucking free health care. Like are you out of your fucking mind? Like literally like I I respect John Story. Like even if you don't agree with him politically or whatever, I don't care. The guy brings up good points and he doesn't sit there and say it is a Republican's fault or a Democrat's fault. He's like, how do we fix this? I don't give a fuck how we got here. How do we fix it? How do we get it so that this shit's not happening? And that's why I respect this show so much. I, I fucking both of these first two episodes fucking Jedi's like just like it, he does it the way that he did it on the Daily Show, except the Daily Show was super left leaning. Always was. And that always kind of bothered me. Like, I I liked the Daily Show when Jon Stewart was hosting it, but it was always, you know, they're very left-motivated, and it was fine, but I'm not a left person, not a right person. I like my shit right down the middle for the most part, but he, whenever he had someone on, I don't care if they were Democrat or Republican, he treated them the same. He asked them the same, like same hard questions. He never like laid off somebody because they aligned politically with him or whatever. He brought issues to them and held their feet to the fire. So I fucking totally respect John Stewart. And if you at all care about this kind of stuff, people who don't get treated fairly and getting the attention that they deserve brought to them and hopefully changing shit. You should watch what's the, the, or the problem with Jon Stewart It's it's fucking amazing. If you have Apple TV, just fucking watch it. You, you have it anyways. It's worth a watch. Dude's funny. And I love that being able to like, Crack jokes, but still be able to bring awareness to a very serious subject matter. So definitely worth it. Um, The other thing I watched, uh, actually a couple other things, was The Way Down, which was a documentary on HBO Max about this fucking crazy cult lady who thought that you – became closer to god by being thin and dieting really and like oh it's fucking weird dude it is it is so out there fucking batshit crazy it actually made me go into this like tailspin of watching cult documentaries and how people get sucked into this shit because it amazes me that people are this easily manipulated and there's there's not a better way to describe it it is pure manipulation and it doesn't make any sense to me how people can be this naive mm-hmm. like it it's just fucking crazy it really is but it it's a total high one. If you get into documentaries and you fucking, you want to see like someone completely twist people's minds in the way they, they can think. Oh my God it is an amazing, amazing documentary. It's like, it's like three or four parts too. It's a pretty fucking long, um, it's it's really interesting though really really fucking Mm. interesting um and then i watched uh bad sport which is on netflix another docu series that they're doing um they have a couple different ones yeah bad sports on netflix um they uh like these little mini documentaries on like really obscure um events events in sports like and not even necessarily events so like the the first one i watched was like uh called hoop schemes which was um this fucking i forget what school it was but it was like kind of like uh, you know definitely an ncaa school some someone who'd play in tournaments and shit like that but not a fucking big name school, ended up getting like all these really talented players and had one of the best teams in the country. And eventually they found that they were shaving points, kind of like the Wolverines, which still breaks my heart um, a little bit. But it it was a completely, like, it it was a lot bigger because by the time these guys got found out while they were still in school, so it ended up fucking with, like, drafts and stuff like that. So it it, it was too bad. But there was another one, uh, Need for Weed, which was um, uh, a guy who got... who had a career fucking as a pot dealer, smuggling pot into the United States, who was enamored with, like, fucking uh, racing cars and ended up, like becoming one of these like fucking outstanding race teams and like ended up getting caught and it was fucking, it was really strange. It was a really crazy story. Um, But like the first three of them were really good. And then the, uh, the last three didn't interest me at all. So I only watched the first three, the first three were definitely worth watching and interesting. Again, if you're into documentaries, check them out it's good shit um but you know it, that was about it i think i talked about injustice in our dc fandom right yes okay and i think everything else we saw together i uh, we'll touch on the morning show only because i think we're only through episode 3 maybe Okay. Um, right now so we're the the first three of the season and I'm really glad I watched the recap because I was I would have been really fucking lost when they started up this season. Uh they they start right after the first season ends and then they fast forward like a year or more and then they back up like three, four months or five months or some shit like that. So it's like, it's a really weird time jump and time span. Um, but I'm really, I like, I, it was the first show I watched on Apple plus Apple TV plus. I still love the show. I, I think this season is even crazier and going to end up being more out there than the first season. I just, it, Again, so far stellar performances, I'm interested in where in where it's gonna go. I as I'm watching this and until your review, I was like, fuck I, Apple so far has not put out anything that I dislike. Um, the Morning Show, Ted Lasso, the problem with Jon Stewart, fucking for all mankind, like the uh, Mythic Quest, like all these fucking shows that I watch on Apple TV fucking fire. Like straight yeah they have they have a ton
1: more hits than misses they're like nine 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 out of ten hits
0: so like when you were like oh yeah that fucking show sucked i'm like oh no like the first no good show for apple all that sucks (laughs) but um the morning show it picks up right where it left left off and doesn't stop and it is so far as good as the first season so um I know you're completely caught up. I think there right now is like seven episodes out. Yeah, it's and, like and... six.
1: Yeah, I think the I the seventh one may have just dropped. It's yeah. uh like you said, yeah, there's a lot more going on. I, I I don't know I don't know where 100% it's going. Um the I mean with Steve Carell's character being in Italy, I don't know, is he going to Get coronavirus? Is he gonna die out there? Is you know because this is all tying into coronavirus because like the episode that I just watched was the end of February of 2020, so that's when the shit is the news is started. They're talking about cases overseas and in China and things happening in Italy and all that. So it's just interested to see where where it goes because otherwise I just, I don't really think he. I don't know. I, don't, I didn't even think he needed his character anymore. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Paul Hart and Paul Hart and Jess and June go into, you know, 45 minute detail. If you want to listen to it on apples to oranges, um, podcast. So,
0: yeah. Uh, let's go with, the uh, the movies that made us next. Um, I think I've watched all of them. Have I watched all of them? Let me go to Netflix. Which twins are there? Where are we? Fucking. So
1: I watched Die Hard, Elf, and RoboCop.
0: And yeah, one of those, I, some
1: of those, I, may have been from previous ones. Because I, I think
0: had... I was gonna say Die Hard because this one was all this season was all horror. Like they did Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, RoboCop. Aliens, and then they did Come in America, Nightbe- Nightmare Before Christmas, and Elf. So I have watched all of them. Yeah. So you must have watched some from a previous season. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, the the, the yeah, Die Hard, Elf, Robocop are the ones I watched.
0: And what would you think?
1: I tell you, they do such a great job in the 40 minutes they have. And they, they, it's visually interesting. You know, it's it's the, the, the commentary is interesting. Uh, I really like that they they continually bring new facts that I don't know about. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like the Die Hard about the casting process and who was. You know, I, I I know they were in a predicament, not in a predicament, but when like Bruce Willis was cast, it was kind of like when Michael Keaton was cast as Batman. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? He's not an action hero and things like that. Uh, the elf one is really good. It's got some really touching moments in it as far as the, you know, the writer of the show the uh, of the movie and how it came to be and what it was based off of. And, um, and then uh, the RoboCop one is just phenomenal. I fucking love RoboCop.
0: I just, yeah, just... the RoboCop one was fucking great. I was like, It was so funny, like, listening to, I I was actually shocked that they got, I can't ever remember his actual real name, but Red from that 70s show, Um, like, they actually got interviews with him in there, yeah. where I was like, oh, damn, Um, I, yeah, that RoboCop one was fucking, I didn't realize, I had always heard that Peter Weller was kind of a dick and hard to deal with, but I didn't. Know that it went all the way back to even fucking Robocop because it sounded like he was kind of an Yeah. It, it never really changed. Uh, which but is it too was,
1: fun. Uh, I tell you, man, Robocop is so classic. And right. I just, some just brilliant satire in it, uh, just brilliant action um, the fucking, the fucking ending, you know, uh, you know, Dick, you're fired. Thank you. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a classic movie. And really when you see it, you know, compared to nowadays, really on a shoestring budget, Oh yeah, relatively speaking. And, uh, you know, a lot of matte paintings done, you know, filming in Dallas, filming in all these other different areas. And, uh, I tell you, um, uh, you know, they interviewed Nancy, Nancy Allen looks tremendous. Yeah. yeah I haven't seen her, what she's been doing, but Nancy Allen looks hot as can be.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They, they actually, every one of the episodes this season all had like the same kind of thing, like outside of aliens and, a little bit of Nightmare on Elm Street. Every one of these had like this weird shoestring kind of budget, and like was so hard to actually get made, and almost didn't get made. Like the Halloween one, I loved because it like talked. Uh, they got Donald Pleasance, but Donald Pleasance was fucking drunk all the time, and like was kind of a dick to deal with, and it was it was just really. A nightmare to kind of deal with him and all this stuff, but again, amazing episodes. How far, how deep they get into this shit was absolutely amazing. I think the coming to America one was the one that really blew my mind because I gotta watch that one. Yeah, like when you find out that Eddie Murphy and John Landis like ended up like really not liking each other by the end of the shoot. Was really kind of amazing. Because um, they at first got. Like they are now talking and everything. And put all that shit behind them. But even John Landis is kind of a dick. Um <laughs> Like you you
1: watch. So is the- Max Landis too. So <laughs>
0: Yeah that's true. Max Landis is a fucking dick. But no like John. I didn't know John was that big of a dick. I don't. Like I guess I had always chalked up like he got along with certain people for the most part, like doing the blues brothers. I I like when you see him, he's kind of young and everything. And like the older he gets, the more dickish he becomes. Um, But him and Eddie get, get into a fight during like coming to America at some point, actually to the point where I think someone said it almost came to blows where Eddie almost fucked John Landis up and like, It was, it was, his demeanor really put me off to his movies because like they get into the part where they're interviewing him and they go, they're like, he goes, wait, you want me to say my name and what I did on the movie? Like, do you not know who I am? Like. And every, every one of these interviews, like, every episode, whenever they talk, talking to anybody, they all announce themselves. It doesn't matter, like, who they were or anything on this. And John Landis is, like, above it. He's like, really? That's how you do this? You you, you don't think people know who I am? I'm like, no, fuck way. you, you dick. Like, whatever. So, Definitely watch the Coming to America one. I, I'm i going to be interested in hearing your opinion of how okay. John Landis comes off. Because I really was like, fuck you, John. Like, you're really a cock. And you, I kind of respect all your movies a little bit less now. Um. So, yeah, definitely another great season of the movies that made us. Can't wait for the next one. Um I guess we got to fucking talk about Titans. Yeah. Uh I the the beginning of this season fucking started off so good. So good. It was so promising mm-hmm. and was so close to being like pulling you in and being like, "Oh my god, we are going to fucking take you on a journey." And that journey went from pure excitement to just utter bewilderment and confusion and awkward pacing and weird storylines that didn't really go anyplace and took too long to get there and really fucked up where they could have gone with the story. It didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, the ending was just like anything that had a consequence didn't by the end of this. Um, like Superboy ends up blowing up Black Star's or Black Fire ship in in the penultimate yeah. episode, and then by the end of the the season finale he memorized the schematics and can build her a new ship so she can go back so everyone gets what they want. And I, it was fucking crazy. Like everybody just everybody
1: comes back to life through Lazarus Pits. Lazarus yeah. Pits don't have any effect. They, you can bring the whole city back from rain from the Lazarus Pit. I mean...
0: And, and fucking... So Wonder Girl gets killed by lightning in the last season. And in this season... She can just straight up lasso lightning and do whatever the fuck and not have a single consequence. So I it to me, again, that the the first three episodes, fucking stellar. Unbelievable. Yes. Just like completely pulled you in and then after that, they just pulled the fucking rug out from underneath you. It lacked any consistent storytelling, any good pacing about it, I would say, unfortunately, even though he was a, a found out to be a massive fucking scumbag, the best part of this season was fucking Scarecrow, the dude who played Scarecrow and his performance through most of it. That dude was dead on through the whole season. Too bad he's a fucking scumbag just it, it, <laughs> the fuck i like why do these people get these fucking power trips in hollywood and think they can just show their dick to everyone like well, fucking stop
1: yeah and and, and i don't so know stupid. it's it's i don't know if it's like to, do these writers not know how to write for a team because like they're yeah. always pulling the team apart and they're in pieces like i said at the beginning i i don't don't understand like the said the, the the Blackfire story—they totally retconned a different thing from last season. Remember? Yeah. Um, so I didn't know what they were doing with that, and you know, really didn't have Gar do much this season. Yeah, uh, you rushed the Red Hood storyline, unnecessary. Um, you know, maybe you could have you done that season four and and built it up this season with right. stuff that happens to Jason. Um, you know, you. I mean, you kill you. You get rid of Hank and and Dawn, two of the some of the best supporting characters on the show. Yep. For you know, obviously he's, you know, Alan Richson is going to be Jack Reacher in the TV show, and Minka Kelly's in another show, so I understand that. But, um, you know, and I'm glad they brought back Donna Troy. Um, we didn't have enough Raven uh, this season either. Oh. and and I, it looks like they had filmed this not knowing whether they were going to get a season four because it didn't end on a cliffhanger yeah. it's it you know really the only through line for next season is is blackfire going back to Tamarat. i, I don't know but exactly just like you said it's this this show started off so freaking amazing and it literally did a 180 by the end of it yeah. i mean the, literally the last episode you're, you some of the most exciting thing is hacking into a router that's on a wall are you come on
0: <laughs> are you kidding me yeah and, and one of the things that that fucking drove me absolutely insane was bringing batman back at the end nothing happened it's all good he killed the joker everything's fine like, and, and it kind of alluded to him fucking offing himself at some point, too. Like, and and that didn't fall through. It's like, it was so fucking weird. Like, halfway through the season, you see Bruce in, like, fucking Ireland or some shit in this castle. And fucking, he's talking about suicide. And then the le- fucking season finale, he's back in Gotham. Like, okay, I'm going to take over the mantle of Batman again. Everything's all forgiven. I'm like, the fuck? Get out of here. What the fuck is this? It, it was so weird. It really was. Fucking just a, a, a weird pacing, weird storytelling. Honestly, like, I think based on those three, first three episodes, I'd give the the season overall... A Padawan just because those fucking first three episodes are so fucking strong and there's there really are good performances throughout like I like I'm I'm Sue I got the hots for both Starfire and Blackfire so those two can never do any wrong in my eyes I I liked Gar I think he was super underused but when they did use him like I like the fact that they made him one of the smarter members of the team gave him purpose um But and I think, again, one of the points we brought up early on in the season was they actually did more detective work than any Batman movie ever, (laughs) maybe even combined. So I think for those reasons alone, I think it gets a Padawan, but like it really kind of deserves a Jar Jar for how bad two thirds of the season were. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's amazing to me that you can do something start off something so right and just fucking com- like completely turn it to mush. Like it I think you kind of need a singular voice for that show as opposed to a writers room. Or or like if there's someone if one person's writing an episode a week, you gotta stop that. If you're gonna do it writer a room, do it a writer a room. And have a singular vision, because this just was fucking everywhere and very oddly paced and lost me. Which yeah. sucks, because I really want this show to be so fucking good. Uh, one of the very last things that we watched uh, is Dune. Now... I'm going to start this off by saying that I love the first Dune. I love David Lynch's Dune. I watched it when I was young, when, like, probably when it came out, and I fucking was, like, fixed by how weird and cool it was. And I actually, like, no, mind you, I was younger and shit, but. In anticipation, and, and I—it's not a movie that I revisited a ton, but when I watched it, I'm like, there was times where I'm like, oh, that's fucking corny and stupid, and then other times I'm like, well, actually, for the time frame, it's not that. So I watched it again a couple, few weeks ago, kind of getting ready for the new version of Dune to come out. And as I'm watching the David Lynch's Dune, I. Realized how much. I really do like it. It's really. Like if you can get over. The bad CGI. Because of the times that they were in. It's really a good story. It's kind of over the top. But it fits. For the universe. And it's. It works for. Cramming it in to two two and a half hour movie. Um, I really enjoyed David Lynch's Dune. So then, I'm kind of like now I'm kind of psyched to see the new Dune because I'm like sitting there going, "Well, I don't know that it's going to live up to my an expectation that I have because now I have in my head what I want, what I know, and what I want to hear." And I was really surprised by this dude. I I really enjoy it. I think it looks absolutely beautiful, stunning cinematography, absolutely stunning. I think it is it is it's well written. I really like the story. I think if you don't know the story now, and I will say I don't know the books. I've never read the dune book so i don't know how close to i'm only going by movie knowledge i think if you don't know the story of dune this movie is hard to follow without thank you the the inner monologue because that's what i really liked about the first dune and what i realized is that the inner monologue tells so much of the story and even though he's kind of cheating by using inner monologue so much throughout the movie to tell the story I dig it because you're still telling the story you're, you're, you're understanding what's going on and I know what's going on in this Dune because I just watched the first Dune or David Lynch's Dune I really miss the inner monologue I miss the thoughts that you're hearing like Yes, I understand you're supposed to portray and and get a sense, but a lot of what the book, from what I've heard, and David Lynch's Dune does, is it really does explain the story because a lot of it is so inner monologue in the book.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah,
0: a lot of it, like, because when um, Oscar Isaac's character dies in in this movie you don't hear him thinking about what his wishes for are for Paul and how he got there and everything like that the, David Lynch's dude does such a good job of explaining motivation and still showing it at the same time and like what what is going through and it doesn't necessarily translate to the new version unless you already know what's going on I would be really if you're if if you go to see Dune and you have no idea, I think you're completely fucking lost by the end of this movie. Even if you see the part one, I think by the end of this movie, you're fucking completely lost.
1: Well, there's so uh, yes, I, I'm I am pretty lost, but it's also. There's just so many characters and terms and factions and mm-hmm. this and this person and these abilities and this yeah. hierarchy. It's like, man, I'm like, wait a
0: minute, what's have Have you watched the David Lynch's No? Movie? Okay, no. I, I would say honestly, is that the one with Sting? Yes. Okay. It, uh, it, I'm I'm, gonna tell you, it is. Watching it today in the way it was shot you're gonna be like oh come on it's kind of fucking corny but it's kind of like the fifth element but it's a even a little like even though the fifth element ha, is a little more polished cgi dune is more polished story-wise and you can follow that kind of cheese through it but I think if you watch it and you get their motivations and their, and kind of the basic understanding, it's a lot easier to follow this dune, the, the Denny Villeneuve dune, because it, you understand, like you understand what's going on. You understand that there's an emperor who has kind of arranged the, the war between the Harkonnians and the Atreides. And he's doing this for his own personal gain and really trying to wipe out the Atreides, so he has a bigger rule. And and like how the the creatures that help bend space because like they don't have like hyperdrives, like that's how you travel through spaces. The spice from the planet helps them bend space. Like these creatures bend space, and they're kind of the ones who rule everything even more so than the emperor like they tell the emperor what to do you don't i don't think you get any of this in the new dune and it's a lot there's a lot going on like the the world of dune is so expansive and there's so much going on like david lynch really compacted the story like took bits and pieces and kind of compacted it and made it into a two-hour movie denny's making it a fucking epic but not really explaining very well about how the universe is supposed to be working and i think that's the problem lawyer yeah because i again i think it's wonderfully acted i think it's beautifully shot i think it's well written but not knowing the story i'd be completely fucking lost and i feel bad for anyone trying to watch this, being like what's going especially the way it ends where they're just like in the middle of the desert, walking towards the Freemans' fucking camp, it's like, wait, what the fuck? Because like Paul becomes this like mythological character, at least in David Lynch's Dune. I don't know mm-hmm. that he does in the books or not, but like in David Lynch's Dune, like Paul is the Luke Skywalker of it all, the one right. who doesn't, who who has a journey. He he's the hero's journey of it all. Who kind of wants the power, but doesn't really know how to go about handling it and everything. else. So it, it's again, I, I actually really liked part one. I, they really should have filmed both part one and part two so that they didn't have such a long time. Cause I think if you don't like this Dune, because you don't know what's going on, are you really going to be excited for two years down the road when they're like, part two you're like fuck it i didn't really care that much
1: yeah i mean like you think you need to binge something on netflix from a year ago right and you're not a huge dune fan yeah you're got to see that movie again
0: yeah so i honestly i suggest watching the first dune and and not and don't watch it to be like oh my god i'm gonna critique, critique the fuck out of this movie watch it so you get the story because if you get the story and you you enjoy the story, then you can watch the new Dune and like see how good it really is. Because it really is, it's an amazing movie. Like I give it a high Padawan because it's like it's not complete. It's not it's not a situation where it's like Infinity War felt like. Oh my God, I left Infinity War going. Oh my God, I gotta see Endgame now or we didn't know the name at that point, but we're like, I got to fuck it. I would sit here for another two hours and watch the rest of this story. And I don't think I felt that way with do where I'm like, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, so. I mean, I think, and again, I think this movie is something that you would really benefit seeing it on a big screen or, Oh, absolutely. Or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like when I, when, when
1: when those sand worms come and the, the the sand is rippling like waves and it's yeah sucking people in or jumping out. I mean, you, you know, and you got to be in a the theater, hear the sound and all that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, he did film this strictly for IMAX too. So, I I mean, great. Like I could put myself going. If they, honestly, if they did these visuals with David Lynch's storytelling in the inner monologue, this would be a fucking incredible movie. It would be fucking absolutely stellar. But I think trying to, just trying to follow along with it is is kind of an impossible task, unfortunately. Because there really is so much that goes on that you're just like, what? Like... When, when you see him dreaming like you and, and like having these visions, his inner monologue is so important during those parts of giving you his motivation. It's, mm. it's fucking crazy. So, but, um, I think, I think we, we're going to talk a little rewind. We're going to bring the rewind section back. Um, I've wanted to do this as something that, I was going to do a loan to kind of fill space when we took these like long breaks in between recording sessions, but I couldn't figure out how to fucking do it. I I just couldn't find the way to do (laughs) it by myself. It was driving me fucking crazy, but I've been dying to talk about this fucking movie since I watched it. And so I need someone to bounce it off of. And I fucking watched demolition man. And I forgot how fucking good this movie was for being an eighties action movie. How good and how foretelling it actually was is astounding. Like, what's, I, what's, we it, what's it on? Is
1: it on HBO or
0: it, it was on HBO Max? It's one of those movies that I ended up catching that was like, watch it before it leaves HBO at the end of fucking, I think it was like September at that point. So I was like, oh, fuck it. I, you know, I haven't seen Demolition Man in forever. I'm going to watch it. Honestly. Outside of like Rocky, Rocky (laughs) two and first blood, it might be the, my favorite fucking Stallone project ever because it is, it's actually a really number one, an engaging story, like just really kind of comes out of nowhere. And even though it's a pure action story. I love fucking Wesley Snipes. Like this is Wesley Snipes at like first role as a villain. And like just I i loved Wesley Snipes. The fact that he came out as a villain and came out completely badass in this movie. I was like, oh, my God, this is fantastic. Sandra Bullock's first movie or at least first major movie. And. A really weird dystopian future that really isn't too far away from where we're headed to, if this fucking culture that we're living in it keeps going the way it is, like the ultra milk toast fucking super bland can't touch nothing can't fucking say anything wrong can't swear can't do anything like it really feels like we're getting to that point point. and when I was watching Demolition Man I'm like oh fuck this is too scary the, they fucking Demolition Man somehow nailed this um but I fucking love that movie I, I forgot how good it was it really might be like out of that action era flick flicks it's in my top five all time for action movies. I just fucking love that movie. Like, I I, God, t-
1: dude, I, I should watch. I have not seen this in, oh, a dude, a long I, time. It, and I, and I love these movies that where the the thing happens and then they're like this one. He's frozen and then he's you know like almost isn't it almost like today is like when he was yeah. when he, he escaped. I, I like to see what the, what they think the you know just like back to the future you know what what uh what they thought you know 25 years from 1984 looked like the same thing here
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it it definitely misses the mark on a lot of <laughs> shit but like as far as society goes it kind of nailed like where society is headed and and everything else like it kind of you know it 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 missed the the cars although we are kind of getting self-driving cars now too. So we're really not that far away, but the aesthetics of it all, they're like, yeah, you guys weren't anywhere near close. We're not using three seashells to wipe our asses. Um, like, you know, we're not completely reliant on the, on a computer to turn on our lights, but we're pretty fucking close. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely if you haven't seen it, it's worth a rewatch because it holds up so fucking good.
1: Now the, the like, thing, the thing, the thing that again, I think one of the things I remember about it because because I worked for GM in the late '90s and I and I think there's a bunch of GM concept vehicles that they use for yes. the future in this. Yes,
0: <laughs> so. yes, there are because I re- actually I remember because when I went to Disney World for the first time. Uh, I went with uh, a friend of mine his family went down to Florida and we spent like a couple days at Disney World and then like we went to Marco Island and shit and uh, we went to Epcot which was my favorite at the time but like the the, I forget what it was back then but it was like the future something or the Hall of Future or some shit like that and like you got done and you kind of got into this like what the automobile of the future would look like. And they had all these concept cars and shit like that. And like one of the things that they had were how like cars wouldn't need tires anymore. And they had a floating car demonstration with this like little tiny car and how it would work and all this shit. Like I, you're about, I was, fun- you fun- talking
1: about like the carousel of progress from
0: that might have been it
1: disney where where the, the stage turns and it's if it, the guy is talking yes. and it it no, goes through
0: no no it no it, this okay. was there was like i said this was like 88 89 something like that so it was like the if you've been to a disney world recently they where they had the fast track in epcot oh yeah and you come out and they have like all the Chevrolet cars. Oh, and yeah, yeah, stuff. yep. That was completely different back in the 80s. Like it was a con- it was a place where they had all these concept cars and like ideas that GM was working on and w- what they thought the cars of the future would kind of be like and all this shit. So it, w- it was kind of that area. But that's what those the cars look like. In Demolition Man were those cars on the showroom floors where they were all these like really weird concept looking cars, right? Okay, real bubbly and fucking weird looking, but yeah, totally. You, I, I want you to find it and watch it because it really is. You'll you'll get done be going holy shit. I forgot how fucking good that was. Like to this day, like even when, like whenever someone brings up Wesley Snipes, my first reaction is to say Simon Says. Die like I fucking my god is so good so fucking good I love that movie, um, but yeah. Do you got anything else? Anything else you want to bring up, sir?
1: No, that's that's kind of everything I, I did. Um, I'm I'm getting caught up on all the Walking Dead shows. Oh, I, haven't, I haven't I haven't watched it for like a year, and so now I'm just. I'm caught up with the walking dead. Now I'm watching fear of the walking dead. So I don't know why I keep, I don't know why I do keep doing that, but there, I think the walking dead, I think the, it's the last season coming up here. So
0: yeah, I think so too. So yeah,
1: I'm, it's one of those things I'm too far in. <laughs> just... Yeah.
0: Yeah. I get that. I understand that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, are you going to be around next weekend or not?
1: No, not next weekend. Okay, nope, I'll be so, out of town.
0: All right, so Eternals drops next weekend. I don't know if I'm going to get to go see it opening weekend. I I'm, From everything I've heard, I'm not overly thrilled about going to see it. Um, I eh, Whatever, we'll see. I... It might be one of those things. It, this, this is the movie where I kind of don't care if it gets spoiled for me. So I'm like, eh. I, I can't imagine what they would do that where I'd be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, hopefully it'll surprise me like Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm not fucking really like looking forward to it. So I don't know if we're going to record next week or not. Uh, probably definitely the week after that, and I will have seen uh, Eternals by then. Even if I have to probably Plex it or some shit, I'll find a way to watch it. But yeah,
1: I yeah I don't know. Uh, it's it's interesting. You know, I've read some of the kind of the high level reviews of it. It's it, it seems like they just have a lot of characters to introduce and juggle in two and a half hours
0: and a so. lot of time. Like it sounds like they just go through like a ton of history and their moments in it. And it's like, Jesus Christ, you really are cramming in a ton of shit on like you have to catch up on all their history and then fight all these fucking creatures and, and deal with story. like, fuck, that's crazy. That's insanity.
1: Yeah. Yeah so it's, all right it'll be interesting they can't can't all be home runs i guess but they've this uh, apparently this is the first is this this is the first quote-unquote rotten marvel movie yeah and i said wait thor the dark world <laughs> it's like oh that was 65 percent or something
0: wow yeah, yeah. i i now that's just critics score because like audience score although i guess i guess overseas audiences can start posting right yeah yes all right. that's correct all right. fuck eternal's holy shit uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right well until next time we've been uh the thank you for listening to vintage geeks where we are saving the multiverse 1 podcast at a time see ya